Welcome back to the Bushnell Project and looking at the Christmas Project, the incarnation of God. And I'm really, really enjoying this again. And, and I'm really enjoying sort of taking it piece by piece instead of trying to read a whole chapter in, in one sitting. I am going paragraph by paragraph. And I'm really, really enjoying this. Hope you are too. I'm on page 56 if you got a copy like mine. Man, I don't even know what uh, what year this is. So, preference of 1993, so second or third or fourth edition, because he first wrote this in 73. So, this is the 93 edition, and I'm on page 56. Oh, I just wasted a lot of time. Sorry about that. But we're getting into the Gospel of John, chapter 1, and what's being said here. And yeah, Packard continues here. And so, we're going to look at some of the observations today and tomorrow that Packard draws from these 18 verses in the Gospel of John chapter 1. So he says this, He does not bring the term Son into his opening sentence at all. Instead, he speaks first of the Word. There is no danger of this being misunderstood. Old Testament readers would pick up the reference at once. God's Word in the Old Testament is His, meaning God, creative utterance, His power in action fulfilling his purpose. The Old Testament depicts God's utterance, the actual statement of his purpose as having power in itself to affect the thing purposed. Genesis 1 tells us how at creation God said, let there be, and there was. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. He spoke and it came to be. The word of God is thus God at work. So John takes up this figure and proceeds to tell us seven things about the divine word. Now I'm continuing to read J.I. Packard here. Don't think I am that brilliant man. I'm definitely not. So number one, in the beginning was the word. He is the, he is the word's eternity. He had no beginning of his own. When other things began, he was. So the word has always been. Number two, and the word was with God. Here is the word's personality. The power that fulfills God's purposes is the power of a distinct personal being, one who stands in an an eternal relationship or relation to God of active fellowship. This is what the phrase means, right? And the word was with God. He was with fellowship. Thirdly, and the word, here's the big one, and the word was God. Here is the word's deity. Though personally distinct from the Father, he is not a creature. He is divine in himself, as the Father is. The mystery with which this verse confronts us is thus, the mystery of personal distinctions within the unity of the Godhead. Wowzers, wowzers, and more wowzers, right? So, Who do you think Jesus, or I should say, who do you think the Son of God is after looking at these things? He was in the beginning, because the Word was in the beginning. And the Word was with God, so he was in the beginning, he was eternal, he was always, and he was with God, and he was God, right? So, okay, and I think many of us who are very... You know, been in church for a while, we get that, we we can understand all that, but let's look at observation number four. Got maybe enough time. Through him all things were made. 
And I love this, right? Here is where the is the word cre, uh, creating. He was the father's agent in every act of making that the father has ever performed. All that was made was made through him. Here, incidentally, J.I. Packer says, is further proof that he, the maker, does not belong to the class of things made any more than the father does. So Jesus Christ has always been, he is God, and he is the creator. All things are made by him and for him. So just think about that, that as we get ready to celebrate Christmas morning, we're celebrating we're celebrating God, the creator. <laughs> we're celebrating the eternal word of God. And he loves us. And he died for us on a cross. So think about that. Ponder that. Meditate on that, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.